Hello, everyone. I am actually sitting here right now, and I know our usual conversation revolves around whether or not we should add orange juice or not, but I'm just going to skip that right now. And my question or my struggle right now, do I champagne or not? And I know last time I drank champagne before an episode, I was a little bit loopy. So I'm trying to debate it. But you know what? It's five o'clock where you're at, Suzanne. So screw it. That's right. I'm going to have that glass of champagne. Pour it. I have. It's already poured. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. And I'm not drinking champagne currently. I'm drinking Chardonnay because it's well after five o'clock in Atlanta where I'm at. And so... Yeah, we can't all be team players. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, actually, the tipping point was that email that I got from you or the text message the other day that said, oh, you have a story to share with me. And I and you said it was just a teaser. So I think I need to prepare myself. Well, you know, okay, I don't want to build it up too much because I don't want it to fall flat either. But too late. I did have to laugh at myself with my upcoming story. But before we start there, do you know what I just heard on the radio? I heard that the $1.8 million or billion dollar lottery ticket was sold in Lake Havasu on Wednesday. Yes. And let me just correct your decimal point there. (laughs) It was $108 million. $108 million. Yes, the ticket was sold here in Lake Havasu City, about three or four miles away from where my house is. So are you a winner? Is anyone in your family a winner? (laughs) No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not. Sadly, we are not. But Uh, it's pretty exciting that it was sold here in Lake Havasu City. And hopefully whoever purchased that ticket steps up. I know. It'll be interesting to see if you even know them. Because, I mean, Lake Havasu is a good size city, but I still think of it as a town size city where you could actually know someone who is the winner. Or know someone who knows somebody, probably more likely, but it does swell depending on when that ticket was sold. Because if it was on a weekend, we probably have more California people here because the weather's still nice and they like to go out on the boats. And then of course, we have a lot of snowbirds here, myself included right now. Right, right. Good point. But it is a continuous story or an active story, whatever you want to call it. And I will update you and let you know if I know the person. Yay. Yay. I just found that exciting. But so I am in Atlanta. Um, My daughter and son-in-law have moved into um, a new suburb of Atlanta. I'm here just to help them, you know, get unpacked, although we haven't done any unpacking while I've been here. And just, you know, get to know their new neighborhood. And I flew in on Friday. And it was late, of course, because the flight was a little delayed, although it was a pretty smooth flight, no complaints. Got my rental car. And now where they live now is about a 45 minute drive from the Atlanta airport. So I didn't get to the hotel until well after dark, which you know, again, my age, don't like driving at night because it's hard to get your bearings. It's hard to see your surroundings at night. So I get, I follow my GPS, get to this cool area in Alpharetta, Georgia. It's called the Avalon. And it is this 
area, and I don't know how long it's been here. I don't know if it's been here for 20 years. I don't know if it's been here for 20 months. I don't know how new it is. I know the hotel is new, but it's a shopping restaurant district that has a park. It has a dog park. It has music. It has fountains. It has, like I said, restaurants, shopping. And I'm like, wow, this place is great. I was going to say it has just about everything you hate in life. (laughs) No, well, no. I mean, I can look out my hotel window and I see Pottery Barn. It's like, oh my God, I love this place. And I haven't been in a Pottery Barn. Yeah, I was kidding. (laughs) I know you were being a little sarcastic, I know. Yeah, and you said shopping in restaurants twice in your description. So I'm (laughs) just going to leave it there. You know what's important to me. And I haven't been in a Pottery Barn in like two years. It was like oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. And anyway, so I pull in and I immediately start thinking about our last conversation about tipping because I'm pulling in and this district is packed with people. And so I'm like, well, I'm not self-parking. I'm going to valet park if they even have valet parking, which they did. So, and then I kind of got lost because my GPS got lost and I, so I pull into the hotel. And this is actually not even the funny story that I have to tell you. But so I pull in and this adorable valet comes up and I roll down my window and I said, you know, I'm not even sure I'm in the right place because I've gotten turned around. Am I at the hotel? And he goes, ah, oh, geez, ma'am, I'm sorry. You, no, you're not. And it's like, you're kidding. I said, well, where do I have to go? And he goes, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> And I looked at him, I said, don't mess with an old lady. (laughs) And then he promptly responded, you're not an old lady. No, he didn't do that. But then then he said, if you unlock the door, I'll open the door for you. And then, of course, because it's a rental car, I couldn't figure out how to unlock the door. And he goes, it's usually in the side of the door. (laughs) And then I get out of the car. And, of course, I have the keys in my purse. And he said, can't do anything with your car unless you leave me the keys. You know, he was he was really giving me a hard time. It's like, I really like this guy. But then he said, do you need help with your bags? No. So I take my bags, I go check in. But then I think, ah, I didn't tip him. Damn it. And then I remembered in our conversation, we said, we don't tip when we drop off or I don't tip when I drop off. I tip when I pick up. But then I'm thinking, I like this guy so much. But then the next morning, I go to get my car, and he and it was like 8 a.m., and he's like working. I said, what, did you work all night? And he goes, well, no, I got off late, and I'm in early because we're a little short-staffed. And so then he brought my car, and, <laughs> and I gave him a 20, and I said, here's for all the future tips that I'm going to forget to give you. <laughs> and I gave him a 20. But then, of course, I was like, oh, did I give him enough? And then all week end because it's only Sunday now. He sees me and he's worked all weekend. Every single time I go out, he's out there. This kid is working nonstop. And he'll he'll literally knock over other valet parkers to come and help me. And I'm like, he likes me. (laughs) And so then last night when he parked my car, I said to him, I said, do you ever get to go home? And he said, not really. And he said, I only have a couple more hours. This was like at eight o'clock last night. He goes, I only have a couple more hours today. And sure enough, this morning, I get up and get my car. And it was like 
10 this morning and he was working. So I slipped him another 20 this morning and I said, here's a tip on your tip because I can't take it that you've been working around the clock since I got here. And so anyway, that's my story about my valet and tipping the valet. Yeah, now he's going to be punching people to get to you when he sees you. <laughs> I know. Well, I think me, I'm hoping that because when I came back to the hotel after dinner, he wasn't here. And I'm hoping that maybe the next couple of days, he actually does have a couple of days off. And I won't see him again. Even though I really liked yeah. him. He was a nice kid. I know. Okay, but this no is, more witty banter. Right. But this is not my story. This is not the story I wanted to share with you. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready to hear the story? I am. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever been in a hotel when the fire alarm goes off. Yeah, it goes off on every every single floor except the floor that I'm on. So we're just living <laughs> life and yeah, the building's evacuated. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, same night as I get in, because of the time change, I was up until what, midnight, 1230, had a hard time falling asleep, finally fall asleep. At two in the morning, I hear a woman's voice say, there is a fire on your floor you must evacuate immediately. And that was the fire alarm. And so I hop out of bed and it's like, did I just dream that? And then she comes on again and she says, there is a fire on your floor. You must evacuate immediately. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you standing there going, where did I just dream that? Oh, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, of course, open my door, smell for smoke, don't smell anything. And it's, yeah, it was like 2.05 in the morning. And I'm thinking, well, should I, should I evacuate? And then her voice comes back and it says it again, you must evacuate. So I think, okay, so I'm, I'm going to grab my purse, my Louis Vuitton purse, can't leave that in the room, got to grab my phone, going to grab my phone. What else do I need? Uh, I don't know. I'm evacuating. They always tell you, just take, you know, don't grab your stuff. Just go. And so I, <laughs> so I grab my earrings <laughs> and I put my earrings in because heaven forbid, I would want to leave without putting my earrings in when the building's on fire. And so then as on my way out, I stop <laughs> and I look in the mirror <laughs> to make sure I look okay. <laughs> because heaven forbid, I would want to leave the building at two in the morning and look unpresentable. So I checked my face, checked to make sure everything looked good, looked like I was properly dressed in my pajamas, which, you know, I had cute pajamas on. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I leave. <laughs> and, but then I take the stairs because the woman's voice is saying, do not take the elevator please use the stairwell. And I go in the stairwell and I'm like, am I the only person in this entire hotel? And, but then sure enough, I was on the third floor. So it only took me three floors to get out. And then I'm standing there thinking, okay, do I go outside or do I go into the hotel lobby? And I look down and I realize I have no shoes on and it's like 50 degrees outside and I have no coat on. I left everything. I left my door propped open in case I had to come back and get my computer. I wouldn't think to have grabbed my computer like the rest of the hotel. People were coming down with their suitcases, with everything. They packed up 
to leave. And I left everything in the hotel room. I made sure I looked good before I left. I ran a brush through my hair, but I left everything in my hotel room with the door propped open so I could get back in. And I'm thinking, what if this is a big scam? All of my stuff is in the hotel room. Someone can just go in, grab all my stuff and leave. And so, and there I sat. And I thought you would be laughing hysterically by now because I think this is a really funny story. And I haven't even gotten a snicker out of you. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> it is a funny story. Well, why aren't you laughing? I, there's... Because there is so much going through my brain right now. First of all, I thought at some point you were going to say you it was only once you got to the elevator that you realized that it was the TV saying that or something. Oh. So I was kind of waiting for a different punchline. But then the thought of you getting down there and knowing that you are married to a germaphobe and you're a little bit of one yourself, you have no shoes on. Right. Well, or the fact and that no jacket. And yeah, and a sleeveless little top that I sleep in. But what I find very amusing is the important things that I did. And my daughter thought this was hilarious, that I actually stopped to put my earrings in and I stopped at the mirror to make sure I looked okay. I ran a brush through my hair before I left the room. If the building's <laughs> on funny. fire, if the building's on fire, are you really going to stop and run a brush through your hair to make sure you look good? You know, it's like I might as well have put on lipstick before I left to make sure that I didn't wasn't unpresentable. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing on earth. But I didn't have the common sense to put on my shoes or grab my computer. No. My time was more well spent checking the mirror to make sure I felt presentable before I actually evacuated a burning building. And yes, there was a fire. It was on the 12th floor. And the people on the 12th floor who evacuated, you know, I was way ahead of them. But by the time they got to the lobby, they're like, oh, no, there's a fire. The 12th floor is filled with smoke. They called the fire department. The fire department came there had been a fire in one of the rooms. They don't. They didn't tell us what the cause was. They got the fire out, and then they let everyone who actually went outside of the building back in because ninety percent of the guests actually evacuated to the outside, <laughs> and I was one of the ten percent that decided to just hang out in the lobby until I was sure there was a fire because I was freezing. And this is the other thing, probably at least half of the women were wearing the hotel bathrobes. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I just grab the bathrobe and throw it on over my pajamas? I wouldn't be sitting here shivering to death had I put on my shoes and I had grabbed the hotel bathrobe. Again, it's like crickets. It's like, no, it's not this crickets. Is, this is a good story. <laughs> I am loving the story and it's not crickets. Like I um, have so many things going through my mind right now, just trying to process it all. Like I thought that maybe you, when you left the room, you were going to say you got in the elevator and I was going to say, ooh, bad choice. And then, yeah, you should have thrown a robe on. Right. I should have thrown and a robe on. And it brings me back to that time when we were in Hawaii and we had the <laughs> missile coming in to hit the hotel right. and I was naked in the shower when this alarm is going off. And the only thing I cared about grabbing was a bra. <laughs> so yeah. Right. And I care. And I grabbed my Louis Vuitton bag at the time. 
remember. And you even checked it in safe on Facebook. I did. I checked it in safe because it was like, it was a brand new bag. I was excited to have it. I didn't want to leave. But my point is in these crisis moments, you can tell where my priorities lie. I check my face, make sure my hair's put my earrings in and grab my Louis Vuitton bag, leave my shoes, <laughs> leave my computer, leave the bathroom that's going to keep me warm for the next two hours while I'm waiting to get back into my room, leave that all in the room, leave my door cracked open so I can get back in in case I don't have my key. You know, instead of brushing my hair, wouldn't it have been smart <laughs> if I had just checked to make sure I had my key? But no, I didn't do that either. I just made sure I my hair was combed. <laughs> Yeah, Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, it's a good story. I'm, I'm a it little, is a really, I'm no. let down that you aren't just howling. Well, howling on a microphone doesn't sound very good. And I actually was so interested in where the story was going to go next that I was just really <laughs> waiting to see where it went. But yes, there are so many hilarious points there. I know. And it was. and But I feel like I've disappointed you now. Well, you have a little bit, but that's okay. I'll Damn. get over it. No, I, I haven't. Don't okay, tell me we, that because then I'll carry sitting, guilt. If we had been sitting at dinner and I had been telling this story, I think you would have been laughing. I think everyone at the table would have been laughing at my story because I found it very funny that I, I'm so important. My looks are so important to me that I had to check my face before I left a, ho- a burning hotel room. No, saying. I do find that <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. But you know me, like yeah. I hold a lot of laughter in a lot of times, but I was listening truly just going, what's going to happen next? I was mm-hmm. in, so interested in your story that like, I didn't think about laughing, but it yeah. was funny. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Oh, well. Okay. But another part of my story is there were some little kids that had been in the hotel. And I thought about this, my daughter and I were talking about this the next day, because had I been one of those little kids, and the fire alarm had gone off, I seriously probably would have jumped out the window, I would have been so panicked and so scared. Because I was that kind of a kid, I was just I was afraid of everything. And sure enough, there were a couple kids that were sitting on the bench and their grandma was there and she was trying to comfort them and say, you know, it's okay. See, the firefighters are here. They're taking care of us, you know, and they're these two kids are just crying, crying, crying. And the firefighter, bless his little heart, he came over, he got down on his knees and he started talking to these kids And I was listening very carefully because I wanted to know when I was going to be able to get back into my room. And he said, you know what? There was a little problem on the 12th floor. Now, what floor are you on? And they said, we're on the fourth floor. He said, see, everything's fine. Your floor is okay. He said, and I'm not even going to call it a fire. There was a little problem on the 12th floor, which is the top floor. And and we took care of it. And and you know what? And he said, I'm going to have a firefighter here all night just to watch to make sure that there are no more problems. So you can go to bed. And I will personally come and find you if there are any more problems. And I was like, practically in tears, because it's like, Oh, my goodness, this guy deserves a medal. I mean, he was so sweet to those little kids. A kid whisperer for sure in a time of like panic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, now I'm really just down, Suzanne. I don't know how to react to your stories because obviously you're a few glasses of wine ahead of where I'm at right no, now. No, I'm not. This is, I have been looking forward to telling this story all weekend because it's like, oh, Michelle is going to love this story. And I do love it. I, I do love it. I actually, again, I'm just going to say it one more time. I was just so interested in it and I was listening so intently that I'm sorry if I didn't give you the response you wanted. That's okay. <laughs> I'll go sit in the corner That's for the rest okay. of the episode. Okay. But I'm just saying the next time we're at dinner with a group of people, you're going to hear this story again. And I'm going to expect everyone at the table to laugh. And I think they will. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I was just listening. I just really wanted to hear where it was going. Well, my lessons learned are, okay, Make sure you're putting on something warm before you leave. Put your shoes on before you leave. And I don't know, don't check your makeup before you leave. <laughs> Just get out of right. the hotel. I think I would have stopped and looked in the mirror too, but I would have been looking. Uh, I would be looking to make sure like nothing was exposed. Oh, well, and my daughter did make that good point. She said, Mom, all those women were wearing bathrobes because they go they sleep without clothes on. So she said they had to put something on when they left the hotel. They couldn't leave naked. And I said, Oh, good point. That is a good point. That is a good point. And we should probably change the subject before what I would say next. So Okay. <laughs> this is part two on the tipping episode. Yes. Yes. And we left off with the front desk, I think. Is that where we left off? Like, do you tip front desk people for room upgrades? We went through the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think we, that's where we, we left covered, off. We covered the hotel because we talked about the valet. I kind of worked through valet, bellman, front desk. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yep. And then we circle back to restaurants and right. all the different positions at the restaurant. So now we're moving forward out into the rest of the world and where it is and isn't appropriate to tip. Right. And not did that we did we talk ever about not appropriate? Right. But did we talk about should we tip on takeout? We did talk about should we tip on we takeout? We did talk about that. Yes. And we did talk about through the fast food line, which oh, I said no. Right. Okay, so we're just moving out now into the rest of the world, away from restaurants, away from hotels. Who else do you wonder about tipping or who else is on your list, Suzanne? Well, okay, I do have a list, but my daughter made a really good point. And she said, be sure to ask this question. So if you're at Starbucks, and you're about to leave a tip in the tip jar. Do you just discreetly put your dollar in the tip jar or do you wait and make sure someone sees you put your tip in the tip jar? That is a very good question because the human side of me, just the, the 
personal, you know, I'm doing it. I don't need recognition for it because I'm doing it. However, I don't want them to think I didn't leave a tip. Right. So I would kind of, you know, smile and put it in while I'm still there. I think I, I know we're supposed to do things not to get recognition from others just out of the goodness of our heart, which is why I'm doing it. But I don't want them to think I'm not acknowledging. Right. You want to get credit for the tip because that's what my daughter said. It's like, you want to get credit for the tip. You don't want to. It's like, what good is a tip if you don't get credit for it? True. But I don't need a thank you or anything. I just want them to see that I'm acknowledging they're doing a good job. Right. Exactly. And I just thought that was a very good point to bring up. It's like, do you wait to make sure someone sees you give the tip? Or do you just discreetly leave the tip? Yeah. Are you wanting me to laugh here or not? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I wanted you. Yeah. I find myself so funny. (laughs) Yeah. You find yourself more funny than you find me, clearly. (laughs) No, not true. You're a good storyteller. I was just caught up. Wow. I know. I know. Okay. So who is on your list? Because I can't wait to hear. Okay. So another one that my daughter brought to my attention, which I had actually never considered. And she said, okay, because we were talking percentages, because across the board, my percentage is usually 20%. I usually do that across the board, just so I don't get confused. And so she said, well, mom, when I had my microblading done, it the procedure costs like $600. So do you tip the person doing the procedure? When it's not really a medical procedure, it's like getting a tattoo. And then if it's a $600 procedure, that's a huge tip on expensive procedure. That's correct. And I was thinking about medical procedures or going to the dentist. We never tip for those things. Right. So that's a good question because technically it's a beauty thing, but I don't know. I guess I would tip. I would tip. Well, when I had microblading, it didn't even occur to me to tip. I didn't tip. And what about when you get a tattoo? If you get a tattoo, do you leave a tip for the guy who does the tattoo? Heck yeah. I oh, sure you do? do? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got so many of them. I've gotten in the practice of tipping on them. Maybe not <laughs> on my first couple because I didn't know. But yes, I do tip when right. I get tattoos. Um, and no, mom, I haven't gotten a recent one. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> and so is it a 20% tip on the tattoo? Or Well, usually when I get my tattoos, I've been drinking. So the tip might vary, but at least 20%. I'll just put it at that and we'll move okay. on. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. So yeah, in my opinion, the beauty procedures, whether at which for the record, you know, I haven't done Botox. I did microblading. I haven't done a lot of beauty procedures, but I would never consider tipping on those procedures. And I feel That's like- fair well, enough. Well, my daughter thinks I'm incorrect. She thinks I should be tipping on those types of procedures. Well, do you get a facial or a massage? Do you tip on those? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know that I do. I do like hairdressers when I get my hair done. I tip 20% on my hair and it's usually, you know, solid 20%. I, you know, I, I can 
a generous 20%. You know, I'll round up and do 20% for my hair. But I don't know, Ted, do I? I? I can't remember if I tip on facials. I don't know. I do. Yeah, I probably so do any- on facials, but maybe not on massages, but maybe I do. I don't, I, I kind of I think you probably do. I, because even I know you've gotten massages on cruise ships and they automatically add the tip Mm -hmm. at that point. You're just giving additional tip. So I think you probably do. You just haven't had a massage for a while and that's why you're so tense and grumpy. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm not tense at all. You made me tense. <laughs> well, it's because he didn't laugh at my story. So I I do tip on all of those services. I tip to get my hair done. I tip to get my nails done, and it usually is at least twenty percent. Okay. Although, let me tell you about this recent thing that happened to me at, at the nail salon in Anchorage. Okay. I hadn't got my nails done for a while. And so before going to your show or your anniversary party, I'm like, I need a manicure and pedicure. And so I set up an appointment in Anchorage. It's a place I'd never been. Now I go and sit in the chair and they swarm me, which was great because they started doing my fingers and my toes at the same exact time. And I'm like, this is great because I don't really have the time to be here anyway. And this is gonna go quickly, which it did. Well, then I go to check out and the lady tells me, I would prefer you use the cash machine there to pull the cash out. Oh, that's happened to me. And pay us by cash. And I said, okay, well, I can try to do it. I can do that, which I tried to do it, but I had a new debit card and I forgot I changed my pin. So it wouldn't take that. So I'm like, I'm sorry, like this is not working. And she had me kind of nervous at that point. I don't know why I was so anxious, probably because I was getting ready to fly out, but I was so nervous. So I'm like, I'll just do it this way. And I kept screwing up and she was getting so mad at me. I was so anxious and ready to go at that point, but I did manage to get the tip on there. But then I get home and less than a week later, everything had started chipping, even though it was gel on my fingernails it was regular polish on my toes but they should last longer than a week absolutely that was really disappointing and i tip good i know and don't you hate that see jeff and i have had this conversation back to the restaurant thing where you get takeout and we always tip on takeout but then you get home and they've missed a meal or you've gotten the wrong order and then you're like dang it and i gave them a good tip and i don't even have the right food so it's yeah It's like, okay, it's kind of a bummer when that happens. It's a huge bummer. And then, like, do you tip people who deliver furniture? Do you tip people who do services in your home? What is your approach to that? This is a big question mark for me because, no, I don't. Except that there's a company got junk that when I'm in the mood to clean out, and I just throw everything in my on my driveway, and I can literally call them, and they can be there the same day. They'll come pick it up. They haul it away. And if they do a really good job, I will tip them because I love the fact that they come. They will come the same day. They'll take it all away, and it's gone. And it's I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to load up my car with it. They just come and take it. And 
So if they if they're friendly and they do a great job, <laughs> and the last time I had got junk come, I was getting rid of some old patio furniture that you know too much information, but the the rats had gotten at and kind of chewed through some of the pillows, and I was like, just get this out of my sight. I can't take it anymore. So they haul off all my patio furniture. <laughs> the guy comes back and he says, no offense, ma'am, but the rug that was under the patio furniture is disgusting. Do you want us to take that too? <laughs> and I said, absolutely. And it was because he was that blunt with me and that frank with me. I was like, oh, he is getting a tip because I liked that he noticed. It's, to me, that's taking initiative. That's like, I know you don't really want this rug because it looks like crap. <laughs> So let me haul that away too. Yeah, so you don't have to call us back here because it was a long drive up to uh, Carefree. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. But but they haul it all away. So I did tip them. But normally, like when someone comes to do paint or someone comes to repair something, a plumber comes. I don't tip them. Do you? No. Okay, so here's what I'll say to all of that. People who are making deliveries to my house, and lately I've had a lot. I have moved from one house to another house. So that happened in two different moves. So I felt like I had to tip the movers. And then I had a couple of pieces of furniture brought over. Like we bought a wine chest that had to be delivered. And then we bought this office desk mm -hmm. that had to be delivered. And I always feel like I should give them something. And so usually like for the person who dropped off the wine chiller, I'm like, here's $20, go get lunch or something. But when they came to pick, drop off this desk, mm -hmm. I didn't have any cash with me and I felt like I wanted to crawl under the floor because I was so embarrassed that I didn't have and it, any money to give them at that point as a tip. And seriously, that drop off was five minutes. It was so quick. It was in and out. But I felt so bad. I almost offered them bottles of wine because I had that, wow. that was something to show my appreciation. But wow. I didn't. But I apologized. And why am I apologizing? Right, because they shouldn't be. I'm just like, be... I am so sorry. I have no cash. Yeah, they shouldn't be expecting it. Okay, but this is another point that my daughter made. Because we were talking about a housekeeper that comes into your home. Not hotel housekeeper, but housekeeper that comes into your home. So do you tip your housekeeper? So if she comes on a regular basis, like every two weeks or once a month, and you have a rate that you've agreed on with her, you know, say a hundred bucks a visit. In addition to that hundred dollars, do you tip her? I do not. But what I do do is once a year at Christmas or so, I will add something more. Right. Which to my is, bill. Which is what I do. And I actually researched this one Christmas is that the appropriate tip at Christmas time is to give them a visit. So if you pay $100 every time they come, they should be getting a $100 gift at Christmas. But my daughter made a really good point. She said, so if my housekeeper works for Mary Maids and I pay Mary Maids, then yes, I would tip the housekeeper because most of the money is going to Mary Maids. Whereas if it's an independent housekeeper that I just hired randomly, not through another company, 
then I would not tip her because the money I'm giving her is all hers. Not 50% of it's going to marry maids and 50% of it's going to her. So she will tip if she's using a service versus an independent house cleaner. And I thought that was a really good point because back to your movers, for my store, I use a company called GoShare and they're like the Uber (laughs) of movers. Like you call, you schedule an appointment, you need to have a piece of furniture moved. They come and move the furniture. And so when I call GoShare and you know, whoever responds to my request comes and um, picks up the furniture, moves it for me. And I will tip him through GoShare. You know, I will give him a tip in addition to whatever I paid him for. But one of the drivers I like so much, I now use him independently. He tells me what his rate is. I pay him based on what he's told me, but it's not through GoShare. So I don't tip him when I pay him because I figure he is including a tip into the fee he's decided to charge me. So what do you think about that? I think he's probably thinking he got gypped there somewhere. No, I I don't know, but that is a good that is a good point because I mean it is his own rate that he's charging you and so he can factor that in. I probably would still tip on that just because I had previously and I knew him, but no, I get what you're saying. Okay. Fair Did enough. I, did I shoot you down? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, because I agree with my daughter. I, if they're working for an agency, you should tip them. If they're working independently, you're already paying them what they want to be paid. So you don't tip them in addition to what you pay them. And I do agree with that. Just in that particular instance, when you were talking about having worked with him with the company, now you, he indiv- he's an independent contractor for you. Right. You used to tip him and now you don't. So he might be wondering what's going on. That's all I'm Well, saying. no, because it's like an Uber driver. You know, when you order an Uber, the person who gets the call first is the one that gets to come and pick you up. So if I'm ordering a GoShare driver to come and pick up furniture, it's whoever gets to me first is the guy that I'm going to use. And so it's a different guy every time. So I got this guy once through GoShare and he gave me his card and he said, hey, if you ever need anything, just call me directly. You don't need to go through this other company. Okay. So anyway. Okay. So now that makes I, sense. Yeah. So now I don't tip him. I just pay him what he asks me to pay him. And he's happy because he keeps coming back. So right. yeah. yeah. Just maybe at the end of the you know, holiday mm-hmm. season when you're doing your your tipping for everyone mm-hmm. that gets it just once a year, just, yeah, throw him a mm-hmm. gift card or something and he'll right. be happy. Right. Okay. So that leads me to my next one is what about UPS and FedEx? I've never and considered your mailman. It. And your mailman. I've considered mailman at the holidays, but never FedEx or UPS. Yeah. And because of my store, I have regular UPS and FedEx delivery guys. And, you know, sometimes I see them every single day. 
And but right, we you're know, building a relationship or a familiar. Right. I can't say that word. How you use familiarity? How yeah, do you say that? Just like something that. like that. Just like that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, I and I don't tip them on every visit, but at the holidays, they would definitely. I will definitely give them something. Yeah, and that's very generous, and they don't expect it. But that's my whole question: Do they expect it? Do they hope for it? I mean. Are other people tipping them? I mean, that's the whole point. It's like, am I doing it correctly? You know, am I giving them enough? Do I not give them enough? Are they expecting more? Do they think I've cheaped out? Well, I don't think they think you've cheaped out. But I don't know because I don't tip them either. <laughs> I never even considered it. And there are some nice ones that come because I get a lot of wine orders here. And so they will like sometimes carry them and place them in my house, which is right. they're kind of heavy. So I appreciate that. And I don't generally tip contractors, but somehow along the way, we have this one contractor in Arizona who's come to our house and he was a really nice guy. So I think we tipped him once. So now every single time we call in to make an appointment, they're like, you requested James. It says here, James only. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so now I tip him every time he comes. <laughs> yeah, well, see, then you're setting the precedent. That's the other thing is if you tipped someone and then he becomes a regular, then every time he comes, you're tipping him. Yeah, well, Rob set that precedent. I'll just say yeah. that. Right. Well, so do you have any other one else on the list or well, are we no. going to try and get that quiz in or what I want to do here? I definitely want to get the quiz in. I just had one more comment about that. So, and you kind of touched on it already, but if you have someone coming into your house and like say painting an entire room for you, so they're there for a couple of days in a row, do you offer them beer? Do you offer them a cold drink? Um, what about someone who comes and mows your lawn, do you offer them a cold drink, something to eat? Do you do that? Well, I would the people who mow my lawn because they're family. It's oh. usually my nephew or someone who does it. Right. Um, so I would painting my house. I haven't been there when anybody spent the whole day there working. They usually just have a key and they go in and they do it. But if mm -hmm. I had something in my refrigerator, they'd be more than welcome to it. Interesting. How about you? I don't. But I was at my brother-in-law's house. This was, I don't know, 10 years ago. And he had some guys doing some work for him in his house. And he brought home with him a case of beer. And he gave him a case of beer. And I'm like, that never even occurred to me <laughs> that I would bring these you guys know, a case of beer. I would do that. I mean, and Rob would do that too if we thought about it, if we were there. I know one time we were mm -hmm. in Havasu and there was a house being built behind us. And Rob got the idea that he would attach a couple beers to his drone and fly him over there. So we've done that. <laughs> well, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> That was his idea, not mine. So, uh, okay, you well, guess that. I have exhausted my list of questions about who I tip and who I don't, except the Uber driver. We don't tip the Uber, Uber driver, do we? I do. Don't you get that option in your app where, like, they ask you to rate them and then ask if you want to leave a tip? I always leave a tip. Oh, see, and I don't know that I do that. Just like I would a taxi driver. Yeah. 
I don't know that I do that. I always leave a cab driver. That's too. probably why your rating's a 2.0 on Uber. <laughs> it's Suzanne. not. It's not a 2.0. It's like a 4.8 or something. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're kind of full I'm of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Mine's a 4.9, but I tip. Oh. And if yours is, you are a 4.8 and not tipping, then maybe I should do away with the tip, but yeah. I'm not going to. Okay. Well, Especially if enough. the person's nice. Yeah, fair enough. If they make me uncomfortable, I will not. Okay. And for the record, I have been in an Uber with you and Rob. And anyone who gets in an Uber with Rob knows that that driver deserves a tip just for being in the same car with Rob. Right. And anybody who gets in an Uber with Rob knows that Rob needs to book that Uber so it affects his score, not yours. <laughs> exactly. I learned that the hard way. Exactly. Yeah. So anyone else you want to talk about? Or are we going to jump into this quiz? Let's jump into the quiz. I've exhausted my list. Have you exhausted your list? I have. Oh, good. I have. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'm just still trying to get in your good graces. But okay. okay. Maybe so this quiz will do it. <laughs> So again, this is another BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. And it says, if there's one thing that really seems to get the internet riled up, it's tipping etiquette. Everyone has different opinions about what should and shouldn't impact a server's tip. Now, full disclosure, I'm a former server and bartender, and I believe strongly in tipping at least 15 to 20%, no matter what. But I know not everyone agrees with me. So let's find out what the rest of y'all think. Okay. That, okay. Those are the directions, or that's the lead-in. And from there, they're going to ask you about different scenarios and what you would do with the tip. Okay. Having experienced the okay. scenario. And again, this is found at buzzfeed.com. Okay. okay. So here's the first scenario. The food arrives and your order is wrong. The server apologizes and sends it back, but you'll have to wait a bit for the new order. So are you still tipping 15 to 20% because you know mistakes happen? Or are you tipping less for that? That does not affect my tip. It The attitude of the waiter does. Okay. Well, you and I, because that's what I would have said too, 89% of us would still tip the normal amount because mistakes happen. Yes. Okay. Scenario two. Okay. The server is rude to you. Not like calling you an idiot rude, but unfriendly and dismissive for the entire meal. Are you still tipping or are they getting less of a tip for that? They are getting less of a tip for that, especially if they've made me, I was going to say, especially if they pissed me off. If they didn't piss me off, if they're just in a bad mood, I'm probably not going to, it's not going to affect their tip. But if they were rude enough that they pissed me off, yeah, it's gonna it's definitely gonna affect their tip. Okay. Well, you and seventy-three percent of the people who've taken this quiz agree with that, including me. Oh, good. Okay. I was gonna say, where do so, you stand in that? <laughs> yeah, the same place. Nothing is worse than having someone be rude to you. I usually right. try to win them over and be nice or extra nice, but it doesn't work sometimes. Right. Okay, next one. You ask the server if you can modify one of the menu items. The server tells you it's against the restaurant's policy to make substitutions or changes. That's, Are you still tipping or oh, is they getting less of a tip? No, absolutely. That's not his fault. It's the restaurant's fault if they don't do substitutions. Yes, and you know what? 94% of the 
people who've taken this quiz agree with us. Oh, so good. yay. Good. <laughs> so far, we're doing really good, Suzanne. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one. You made a reservation in advance, but when you showed up, the table wasn't ready for you. You have to wait 20 minutes to be seated. Are you still tipping your amount or are they getting less of a tip for that? That is a tough one for me because that is one of my biggest pet peeves is to have a reservation and that because that's the whole purpose of the reservation is so that you don't have to wait. And when you have to wait, and I would say if it's a 10 to 15 minute wait, it's not going to bother me. If it's over 30 minutes, I'm either going to leave or, yeah, it's going to affect the tip. Okay. I will say you're tipping less for that. And, you know, I know you're debating with a quiz that doesn't have a voice to talk back to you, but I'm going to say that would really irritate me too. And chances are, if I had to wait when I had a reservation, I would leave because I hate waiting at restaurants. It's just such a pet peeve of mine. Right. But here's where we differ. 82% of the people who've taken this quiz are still tipping their normal amount. Well, that more power to them. Yep, absolutely. Okay, next Scenario number five, the food was disgusting. You decide not to mention it to the server and just eat what you can get down. Are you, does it affect the tip or not? It does not affect my tip. Unless, unless I have the to. The waiter spitting it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Unless I have to circle back and send it back and it's still not right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it affects the tip regardless. Right. And the it does say in here, you decide not to mention it. So the server doesn't even know. So in that case, yeah, definitely the tip remains the same in my book, yeah. along with 88% of the population that's taken this test. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Next one. The server greets the table next to you first, even though you were seated before they were. Does it affect the tip or not? Another big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Just mine saying. also. And along with that is if the tables around me that have been seated after me get their food before we do. That's another big pet peeve. That would possibly affect the tip. Okay. You are in the not majority. Okay. Where are you? That one. Where do you stand on that? It depends on how the rest of the the meal goes. If he picks up speed or she picks up speed and helps us and it moves along nicely, then I'll probably be like, okay, that was just an introduction, but it's hard to come off an introduction. So yeah, I can't argue with the quiz either. So I'm just going to say it probably wouldn't affect my tip, but it might. Okay. Okay. Next one. The food arrives at the table ice cold. You saw it sitting in the window for at least five minutes before the server delivered it to you. Does it affect the tip or not? Yes. I don't yep. need 64% of the people say it affects the tip. So, okay. Yeah, does it affect right your, in there? Does it affect your tip? Yes, it does. Good. I just like to make you the bad guy answering this. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like, yeah, I think you have to answer <laughs> the question as well as I do. Okay. Here's the next one The server accidentally spills water on you while refilling your drink. They apologize profusely and get you some paper towels. Does it affect the tip or not? 
it does not affect the tip. However, this actually happened to me. I think it's happened to you too. But this happened to me. I was wearing a linen dress and the waiter spilled an entire pitcher of water in my lap and did not apologize, did not get me paper towels. And I had to go to the restroom and use the air dryer to try and dry the dress so that I could continue the meal. (laughs) And it definitely affected the tip. (laughs) Yes, but in most cases, it would not. And 96% of the people agree that they're still tipping the same amount because that server in that moment is probably mortified. Right. And most servers would apologize. And they would apologize, say thank you, offer to pick up the dry cleaning bill if it needs to be dry cleaned. Yeah, they they would make it right, most people. Yeah. Okay, so the next, so the server went missing for half your meal. They never checked on you after the food was delivered and you had to ask another server to refill your drink. That is affecting the tip on my part. I'm just gonna say that right now because it happened to me just the other day and it ticked me off. Um, And I have to agree with you that 100% will affect the tip. Yes, 78% of the people agree with both of us on that one. So yay us. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll just do, there are a couple more scenarios, but we'll just do one more because we're probably getting close to time. But here is the last scenario that I'm going to share today. Okay. Uh, You find a hair in your food, your server apologizes and has the kitchen remake your order. Does it affect the tip or not? It does not affect the tip, but I will not eat it even if they remake it. Because once that yep. hair once that hair is there, it's there. I don't care. I I've lost my appetite. Yeah, it's kind of burned in your your mind at yep. that point. Yep. But yeah, ninety percent of the people say they're still tipping. At least they took care of the issue, but again, doesn't mean they took care of the vision in your mind. Exactly. Yep. And so it's ruined my dinner. <laughs> But yeah, even thinking about that's ruining my appetite because I haven't had dinner here yet. I know you've had dinner because you're in a different time zone. Right. I know. And okay. So is that the end of our quiz? Well, there are three more, but it's kind of taken a lot longer than I thought. I mean, I can run through them really quickly. That's because I have had commentary with every one. But yeah, you can run through them quickly and I'll try to give you a yes or no answer. Okay. Just real quickly. Your server went to grab that extra side of ranch you asked for, but has never shown back up with it. By the end of your meal, it's clear he or she totally forgot. I probably tip less for that. Me too. But I'm in the minority. Yeah. And you're I, in the minority mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yep. Okay. The next one. You finish your food, but the plates are never cleared. You're stuck staring at dirty dishes and napkins for the rest of the meal. I would say I'm tipping less for that because that means they never brought me a dessert menu. And that's not good in my world. I like my sweets. Good point. I would say, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, they don't, unless you're in a fine restaurant, they don't necessarily come and clear the plates, I don't think. Right. Well, 76% of the people say that it doesn't affect their tip and it's not a big deal. And if Mm -hmm. I still get dessert, it wouldn't affect mine either. So. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. And the last one, you tell your server about your severe tomato allergy, but when he brings your salad, there are tomatoes all over it. Does it affect the tip or not? Yes. 
and 69% of the people said it would affect their tip. So yeah, for most of them, like we're right in with correct tipping etiquette or mindset anyway. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Good. And do you know why else I'm feeling really good about myself? Why is that? Okay, I just have to throw this out here and a big yay, Michelle, because you know our podcast is coming up on almost its year anniversary. Next month, it'll be a year that it's been going. Mm-hmm. I've never promoted it on my social media. I don't think you have either because I really wanted to feel like I'm getting in the groove of it before I put it out there for everybody to remember I have a podcast. Right. Yeah, so now I'm feeling more comfortable and confident with the podcast. And I actually sat down last night and we have an orange juice optional webpage now. It's under construction. It's not perfect. Yay! But it's out there. And I want to tell you (laughs) just real quick that I suck at technology. And so when I was setting everything up, you know, I picked my template Mm -hmm. and I accidentally sent the template live on our website so I had to hurry and try to figure to get how to get all the pictures down all the words down and WordPress has changed since I used it last so I was a hot mess for a minute but hey you got it we got a website yeah so if you're interested in seeing it or the progress of it you can go to orangejuiceoptional.com yay and that is a big yay Michelle because that is a huge accomplishment thank you for doing that You're welcome. I feel really good about it and really excited to get feedback and, you know, people to leave comments there if they want to. And I just feel like we're moving forward in this adventure. Good job. Yeah. And I know we're moving forward and we're probably moving forward to being out of time this week. So I guess this is a perfect time to say thank you, everybody, again, for listening to our episode next week. It's episode number 50 already hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. So with all that shared, I think I'm just going to say cheers. Cheers. Cheers.